Welcome to Sports History 101. Hello and good afternoon, morning, evening, whatever it is while you're listening right now. Thanks for listening. This is Sports History 101 and I am your host, Ray Delgado. So at the time of recording this episode, we are in the midst of the NFL playoffs. Big playoffs. Pretty like fun playoffs. We had some pretty wild games thus far with some unexpected teams winning, some unexpected teams losing, and the potential for a relatively interesting Super Bowl if we, you know, when we get that far. However, none of those games are wilder than the 1981 AFC Divisional Playoff game between the Miami Dolphins and the San Diego Chargers and what would come to be known as the Epic in Miami. Now, I'm sure this, well, I'm not sure. Some of this might be before your time, 1981, well, technically 82 when the game was played. It's a long, long time ago. So I'll give you a little bit of background on uh, what happened and just give you some sense as to how this all went down, or should I say how we got here. So the season before, in 1980, the San Diego Chargers went 11-5, and and they made it to the conference championship game and lost to the eventual Super Bowl champion, Raiders. I forget. I'm sure they were the Oakland Raiders then, but they've been the L.A. Raiders, the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. They've been all kinds of places, but I believe at this time they were the Oakland Raiders. On the flip side, the Miami Dolphins went 8-8 eight and eight and missed the playoffs. The couple seasons before then, they were a pretty good team. They made the playoffs twice. Missed the playoffs in 1980, and in those three years prior, had 10 plus win seasons in all of them. So it was it was a big deal that they kind of had that slump, missed the playoffs. So this brings us to the 1981 season. So Miami opened the season with four wins and a tie. They then went two and two in their next four games. They lost by 10 points to the Bills lost by one point to the Dallas Cowboys. So like decent losses still, but then they only lost two games for the rest of the regular season. One of which was to the Super Bowl champion, Oakland Raiders. And that rounded out their year to be 11, four and one. So 11 wins, four losses, one tie. The San Diego Chargers, they started their season four and one. And they were blown out by the Broncos in their one loss. And then they lost their second game to the Vikings then traded a few wins and losses. One of them being a huge blowout loss, 40 to 17 to Cincinnati, who they would meet later on. Well, we'll get to that. But then they won four of their last five and finished the regular season 10 and six. So a very respectable 10 and six. That set up an AFC Divisional game, so needless to say, they both made the playoffs, and that set up an AFC Divisional game between San Diego and Miami. The game was in Miami on January 2nd, 1982. It was a hot and humid game, humid night, uh, which will definitely affect the game, as, as I'll explain in a little bit. And it was played in front of a crowd of almost 74,000 people and kicked off at 5 o'clock. 
The Chargers, just in case anyone was curious, were favored by two and a half points over the, I mean, better by record and home team Miami. So, I mean, that's a little significant. People thought Chargers were definitely the better team. It quickly looked like they would absolutely be the better team and that this game wasn't even going to be a contest at all. On the kickoff, San Diego gets the ball. And on the opening drive, they work it all the way down to the Miami 32-yard line and they kick a field goal to go up 3-0. On Miami's first drive, that stalls out and they punt to Wes Chandler for the Chargers. And he then very promptly returns the punt for a 56-yard touchdown. And then the lead grows to 10-0. On the very next play, the Chargers kick off. The ball bounces away from the Miami return man, and San Diego recovers it on the one-yard line. And then that sets up a Chuck Muncie running touchdown that puts the Chargers up 17-0. to That doesn't end it, though. And the next series... The Dolphins quarterback, David Woodley, he threw an interception. And then that right there sets up a Dan Fouts, who was the Chargers quarterback, a Dan Fouts passing touchdown to James Brooks. And all of a sudden, the Chargers are up 24-0 to in the first quarter. I don't think I mentioned that yet. This was all in the first quarter, the first 15 minutes of the game. That was obviously a very dire, completely unexpected situation and caused Miami to change their quarterback for the second quarter. So the uh, Woodley, their starter, only lasted about 15 minutes. And then the Miami Dolphins and Don Shula, the coach, replaced him with a veteran quarterback, Don Strock. So Woodley was only a second year player, so it's not you know, unheard of that he would be replaced. And Strzok had actually replaced him multiple times during the year. But this was a big deal because they're down so much, they got to go with the, the stronger hand. And it ended up paying off. Miami started to show some life. On his first drive, Mark Strzok marched the team down the field and they kicked a 34-yard field goal. So, you know, still down 21 points, but... You know, they're, they're getting some life. Then the Dolphins defense, that was very good for most of the season. They were one of the better defense in the league. They finally showed up, and they forced a fumble on the San Diego 39-yard line. And I shouldn't say that they decided to show up or they finally showed up, because realistically, they were put in horrible situations with, well, one, the return punt, that special teams, and the other one, that Chargers got the ball on the one-yard line. So, like, that's that's a, a no-win situation. So, Dolphins' defense really had to, to catch up for everybody. And they did so. Like I said, they forced a fumble on the Chargers' 39-yard line. And then the Miami Dolphins had an eight-play drive. Strock to Joe Rose for a receiving touchdown to make the game 24-10. to So, just like that, it's a much more manageable game. I mean, down two scores, you can stomach that. Down 24 points, that's way too much. But down 14, that's a couple plays go your way, 
and you're right back in it. No problem. So San Diego starting to move the ball on their next possession and they stall out and go for a 55 yard field goal, which they promptly miss. So the Dolphins took over on downs and they moved the ball to the Chargers 40 yard line, but there was only six seconds left in the half. So six seconds left, you got 40 yards. A field goal is really out of the question because that's 60 some yards. And plus, I mean, a field goal at that point, you know, you might as well go for it. So what did Miami do? They went for it. They pulled out literally all the stops, including schoolyard plays. So coach Don Shula called the famous schoolyard playground hook and ladder. For those of you who don't know what a hook and ladder is, basically the quarterback will throw the ball to a player and when he's about to get tackled, he will throw the ball backwards, very, very important, backwards to one of his players, one of his teammates, and they'll hopefully run forward with the ball and they're about to get tackled. They'll throw it backwards to a different player. Essentially, it's just trying to create some a diversion, confuse the defense a little bit. So Don Shula calls a hook and ladder. So Strock throws the ball to Duriel Harris. Hopefully I said that name right. And as he's falling down, it's like a 15-yard play, 16-yard play. As he's falling down, he laterals it back to Tony Nathan, who took off for a 25-yard touchdown down the sideline. And all of a sudden... The Dolphins are within seven points. Even the Chargers head coach, Don Coriel, said it was a beautiful, beautiful play. Like it's one of those things where you have to kind of hang your hat up and say, you know what? They beat us on that one. That was one that uh, we did not expect, and they and they did it. So Miami goes into halftime down just seven. And that uh, seemingly insurmountable 24 to zero lead has dwindled all the way down and now winning this game becomes perfectly doable. All right. And that's where we're going to take a quick break and I'll get back with the rest of the game. It's a pretty exciting one. So stick around. All right. So out of the half, both teams are feeling really confident. I mean, Miami is obviously feeling confident because they've scored 17 unanswered points. And San Diego's feeling confident because they were up. They scored 24 points the first half. So that means you're obviously doing something right. But really, the momentum was all Miami. And Don Strzok continued to play really well. The Dolphins drove down the field. And Strzok threw a 15-yard touchdown pass to Rose to tie the game at 24s. So early in the third quarter, game's all tied up. Brand new ball game. It was Strzok's second touchdown of the game, which equaled his entire total from the season. He'd only thrown two touchdowns for the whole year, and hey, he he decided to deliver, which is awesome. Then the Chargers finally get their life back. You know, they finally get kind of their legs under them again and start to figure stuff out. So Dan Fouts then leads a 60-yard drive of his own that ended with a 25-yard touchdown pass to Kellen Winslow. Kellen Winslow is 
We might know his son, Kellen Winslow Jr., who played much more recently, but Kellen Winslow Sr. was a fantastic tight end for the Chargers and his Hall of Famer. So they score, and the Dolphins hit right back. Strzok completes five passes in a row, and then a 50-yard pass to Bruce Hardy for a touchdown. And then the game is tied once again at 31s, going straight into the fourth quarter. So now it's do or die time. So fourth quarter, the unthinkable happens. Miami takes their first lead of the game, a game that they really had no business being in, really just all of a sudden like found found a different gear and they score another touchdown. Under five minutes to play in the fourth quarter, Lyle Blackwood makes an interception that sets up a 12-yard run by Tony Nathan, and boom, Miami's up 38-31. to They didn't just score a field goal. They aren't up by three. They're up by a full seven points, which means, you know, obviously we know what that means. San Diego has to score. So San Diego then gives the ball back to the Dolphins after their drive fails which really means do or die, honestly. Like, this is this is it. Miami is moving the ball down the field, and if they score any points, it's they basically clinch the game right there. Well, lo and behold, Miami fumbles the ball. And Pete Shaw recovers for the Chargers and basically restores the hope for the team. All of a sudden, they, they have a second chance. Well, they have like, it's like their eighth chance because they definitely should have won this game a long time before then. But anyway, San Diego has to go 82 yards and to tie the game with a touchdown to get it to overtime. If they don't, they lose, and that's it. Season's over. So Dan Fouts went to work. And company, I should say. Dan Fouts and company went to work. They moved the ball all the way down the field, little by little, and capped the drive with a nine-yard passing touchdown that tied the game 38-38 with 58 seconds left. Touchdown caught by James Brooks. And the funny thing with that is James Brooks, you know, is his hero, catches the ball, ties the game. Well, the pass wasn't actually for him. The pass was supposed to go to Kellen Winslow. But, you know, it, it works out all the same. That's no big deal. That actually came out like a couple weeks after the game that that wasn't supposed to go to Brooks. But, hey, it all worked out. So the Chargers then decide to go for an onside kick. I mean, that's that's pretty risky because if you don't recover, that puts the opposing team in really great field position. And that's exactly what happened. Miami recovered the ball on their own 40-yard line. And they all they need is a field goal to win. So they moved the ball all the way down to the Chargers' 26-yard line. Very manageable field goal, and they call a timeout with four seconds left in the game. They call out their kicking team, their kicking unit, Yu Von Shaman. I think that's, I hope that's how you spell it, say his name, Yu Von Shaman. He had been the kicker the whole year, had done very well, had won games at the at the end of regulation multiple times already in the year. And they lined him up for a field goal. On the other side, the Chargers put in, like I mentioned earlier, tight end Kellen Winslow, who was their most athletic player on the team, 
with one purpose. He does not play social, social. He does not play special teams. That's not what he, he's known for. That's not what he practiced for. He was in there for one purpose, and that was to block the kick. So the ball snapped. Von Schaumann kicks it. Winslow stretch, stretches his hands as high as he can possibly go and barely gets a finger on the ball, but just enough to steer it off course just a little bit, and the kick sails wide, and that brings us to overtime. That was probably the last thing in the world that the players wanted was overtime, and probably the fans too, because like I mentioned earlier, it was a really hot, gross, muggy night caught everyone's dehydrated because they're sweating so much they got cramps everyone's exhausted but hey you play to win and that's exactly what they're what they're trying to do they're trying to play to win so they go out there for the coin toss for overtime chargers win the toss and they go to work so they drive down the down the field and they set up a very easy I can't say easy because I, I can't kick it. A 27-yard field goal. Rolf Benerski. I'm, I'm going to hope that's correct. These guys have some really tough names on these teams. Rolf Benerski sets up for the kick. He's a pretty good kicker. You know, you'd expect him, obviously, to make a 27-yard field goal. And it's it's to win it all. First score wins. The snap wasn't great. The hold wasn't great. And then you can probably assume that because of both of those things, the kick was pulled left. So he missed the kick. Then it was Miami's turn. So the Dolphins then take over. They put together a drive themselves, and they get all the way down and have a 34-yard field goal try. Von Schaumann gets his chance again. You know, he had his last... His last kick blocked. He's like, that's not going to happen again. Said he kicked it a little lower than he wanted to. All right, so all that in mind. He goes up. The ball snapped. The kick is up, and it gets blocked again. This time, boy, by Leroy Jones. Two blocked kicks in one game, both of them to save the season. That's crazy. I've, I've never heard anything like that. So that means that San Diego starts from their own 16-yard line, and they have to, you know, they get another shot. Another, another, another shot. Both teams had so many tries. So the Chargers then march all the way down 74 yards to the Dolphins' 10-yard line. And on first down, calling their kicker again, and Benerski had it on his shoulders once again. They line it up, the snap, the kick, it's good. Finally, it's good. The Chargers win 41 to 38, but when the kick is good, when it goes through the uprights, basically nobody moves. The game was four hours and three minutes long, and it pushed every player to their absolute limits. Just ridiculous dehydration and exhaustion. There's a famous picture of Kellen Winslow being supported off the field. 
he's got his arms over two guys' shoulders as they're carrying him basically off the field because he's he's got cramps and he's dehydrated and just just everybody's so tired. It's not even funny. They, you know, you, you can't say for certain, but I, I can almost guarantee San Diego was glad that they won, but they were probably a lot happier that the game was over. I mean, you know, in, in that situation, you just want it to be over. So all in all, that matchup, it set multiple postseason records. It set the record for most points in a playoff game with 79, which is just an unbelievable amount of points. I don't know. I'm sure that's been eclipsed since then. Then most total yards with 1,036. So 1,036 yards of total total offense basically there. And most passing yards, 809 passing yards, which it, which means that both, well, it doesn't mean that, both quarterbacks were over 400 yards, which is cool in itself. So breaking down a little bit further with player stats, for San Diego, Fouts threw for 433 yards. He threw 53 times, scored three touchdowns, and threw one pick. Muncy, the running back, 120 receiving yards rushing yards, excuse me, on 24 runs. Winslow had 166 receiving yards and 13 catches and a touchdown. And then there were 200-plus yard receivers as well, Charlie Joyner and Wes Chandler. And then James Brooks scored two touchdowns by himself. They're on, like, he caught, like, three balls, four balls, very short little completions. But, hey, he, he, he got them when it counted, scored two touchdowns. On the other side from Miami, Strock threw 403 yards. He threw 43 times. He had four touchdowns and one pick. Nathan, their main receiver, had 114 yards on nine catches, a touchdown. And then he had 48 rushing yards as well on 14 attempts. So, excuse me, he wasn't their receiver. He's their running back. Main receiver was Duriel Harris. He had 106 yards. And then behind him, Bruce Hardy had 89 yards and a touchdown. So that's a lot of numbers, a lot of stats, but basically that's all to say there's a lot of counting stats that went up. A lot of counting stats. Be certain about that. So yeah, I mean that that game was one of the longest, one of the craziest back and forth. You know, Miami coming from behind, both teams giving it away in so many different ways. And it came to be called the epic in Miami because it was it was just that it was epic in 1999 the game was voted the ninth most memorable NFL game of the century I don't know well I mean hey that's that's literally like a hundred years oh well I guess no it's not because the NFL was around then but regardless it's like 60 years or something that of games so I mean there's you know it's respectable to think that there's eight better ones but regardless, it was certainly one of the best and the craziest in history. Dan Fouts and Kellen Winslow are Hall of Famers for the Chargers. Those are the like the you know the big ones that people once people know. But Miami didn't have any players that really have a lasting legacy to now, at least none that I could see, none that I'd heard of before. However, they will always be remembered when people recount that AFC divisional game on January second of nineteen eighty two. Because it's the epic in Miami. It was it was epic. It was huge. It was crazy. It's funny in reading multiple different sources. 
there, like I said, there were 74,000 or so fans in the stand. But as time goes on, that number keeps getting bigger. So there's now there's like 150,000 people that were there. You know, stories just keep getting bigger and bigger. And the, the tail always gets taller as, as it does with everything. And it's funny now. There's so many more people that were there. They were in the Orange Bowl on that day. And obviously, that can't have happened. That wasn't true. But that, I think, shows you how how important and how big that game was. Well, that is all that we have. And that closes the book on one of the best games ever. So hope you enjoyed it. And please listen again next time. But until that next time, stay safe and remember that Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm.